Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 147. Today's episode is a special one because it is with one of my oldest friends, Jeff Britman. And I want to give you just a little bit of backstory. Um, so Jeff has, he, he grows corals. He has like an aquarium. And I have just been in awe of this skill for like as, as long as I've known about it. And maybe be, I mean, certainly because of Jeff, I was going to say maybe because of Jeff, but no, it's not a maybe it's an absolutely because of Jeff. I'm aware that this sort of like, you know, landscape, uh, like sculpture of like, or what did, what did he, Jeff told me what it's called, like aquatic lands, aquatic aquascaping. I got there. I found it. Aquascaping is like a medium. And of course it is, but I had never thought about this. You know, every time you go to like, you know, the aquarium in your city, like someone is designing these spaces. And I just thought that was the most like incredible thing. And so I have spent like years now, listen, by spent, I mean, I've sent a few emails per year for a couple of years trying to get in touch with um, whoever does the aquascaping at the Loveland Aquarium here in Utah and have had no luck. And then I realized, you know, Jeff, he doesn't identify as an artist, um, but like I could just interview him about this. So um, last summer, Jeff came out to uh, to visit um me and Andrew came out with his husband and we recorded a podcast episode while Jeff was here and he really didn't want to do it and was nervous and uncomfortable because as I previously have just mentioned, he doesn't really think of himself as an artist. Um, but you know, I think we can agree. And I think we do agree in the episode that he's certainly, certainly a creative. So, um, so, you know, thanks Jeff for doing the podcast, despite your discomfort. It's really so fascinating. And, um, you know, I love thinking creatively about medium and, you know, you don't even have to think that creatively to, to realize that this is an awesome medium. And I'm so happy to have it included in this kind of broader conversation of Artifice Podcast. Um, so that's my little kind of, that's my little thing, little opening spiel. Hmm, is there anything else I'd like to say? I don't think so. I've been mostly just busy, you know, I, I've mentioned this and I think I've said it on the podcast and I've mentioned it like in the in the intros as well, but... I've been thinking a lot lately about medium and sort of, you know, what is it? Is, is, is the medium, you know, is it what goes on in your head? Is it what goes on in your muscles? Is it, you know, what is it? Is it, is it observational? And of course these are unanswerable questions, but increasingly I've been really enjoying the idea that, you know, your primary medium is your life and sort of what you do with it. And so, um, I have been, you know, thinking a lot about, just trying to be as artful as possible in my kind of everyday life and with, you know, my, all the different kind of jobs that I do and different hats that I wear, which, you know, luckily are nearly all, if not completely all, just actually art. So, um, so I've just been thinking a lot, you know, focusing on, um, my students at, at UVU and focusing on kind of, you know, some of those things and, um, I'm really looking forward to writing about this more and reflecting on it more, but I've just been busy doing the actual thing. So, um, look for, you know, writing and other, you know, artful documentation on these matters. 
forthcoming. And now I'm going to read you um, Jeff's little bio. Jeff Britman has been working with aquariums since he was eight or nine years old, starting with a 10-gallon freshwater tank. He began working with his first saltwater tank, a 75-gallon mixed-reef tank, at age 14 with help from his father and older brother. Currently, he curates and maintains a 120-gallon mixed-reef tank, which he started late in 2017. Jeff and his husband, Jared, have embarked on many artful projects on their property, including brewing kombucha, among other fermentation projects, gardening, keeping chickens and quail, and countless interior and exterior design projects. And then in the show notes, there's a link for um, like getting started on, on your own mixed reef build. So if this is something that you're interested in, um, you know, having an aquarium, growing corals, um, you can find more information there. Okay. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with my sweet, sweet, incredible friend, Jeff Britman. Here comes. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Yeah, it's cash, and this one can be extra cash because okay. we're because we're old pals. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm here with my high school like best friend, like best best bestie, um, Jeff. And I guess I should just say for the listener, Jeff really doesn't want to be doing this. Jeff does this not want to be doing this, <laughs> but I'm forcing him to do it. <laughs> I'm not that interesting. I promise. You are. You are. Yeah. So. Um, so I was thinking last night about whether like we should kind of talk about how we know each other at the beginning or just go chronologically and then like just talk about like our high school years when we get there. And I, I feel like let's just let's do that. Let's do that. OK, so, you know how the podcast starts. Uh, let's talk about your childhood. My childhood. <laughs> what, so. what kind of what kind of creative stuff did you do as a kid? I know you don't like identify as a creative, but you are so creative and always like have yeah. been as, as long as I've known you. So it's funny. Um oddly enough, I feel like I've gotten less creative. Um, I, I was involved in a lot of art classes, uh, growing up. My mom is a phenomenal artist. And so I didn't know that. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's got like a portfolio that she did all throughout, um, high school and college, uh, watercolors, pencils, pastels. Wow. Um, so she did a lot. And so we, we had a lot of, I did not know that. I'd love to see her work. She's, she really is great. Um, so I, I was involved in art classes almost always. Um, I really enjoyed pastels. It was probably my favorite. Wow. Um, I, a little bit of uh, um, colored pencils, never got into the, like, the painting part of it. Um, and this but, is like as a littler kid. Well, probably, well, honestly, even, even before we met. So yeah. at, at my first high school, I, I had some art classes that were there. What about when you were little? Little, little. Um, I can't really think of a whole lot of, whole lot of artsy stuff. Well, even just like creative, like creative play, like imagination. I'm also really interested in like, um, 
you know, what you're taking in, like how your kind of like worldview is developing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you, do you have memories of like that kind of stuff as like a, a littler kid? Yeah. So as far as like creative outlets, I just thought of it right now. Um, water, believe it or not. Yeah, so tell that'll, that'll kind of kind of come into play a little later, but, um, Oh yeah. Let's hear about it. <laughs> so I was always, always wet. Like there was just, there was cups of water everywhere. Oh, wow. There were like l- experiments in the bathroom that made no sense. Like, like what? You, Tell me them. Just I must like, know. Like, <laughs> like lining up the cups in different order and like pouring them into each other. And just like, I don't, I don't even, I can't even explain it, but it was, it was always, there was always water. Like yeah. I was, I was outside, um, playing in sprinklers and mud. I was always, um, just just making a mess and my, my poor mother cleaning up after me. So uh, in the, you grew up in Idaho, right? I know. I mean, I know you moved from Idaho to Arizona. A little bit of both. So I was actually born in Arizona. Okay. Um, and then and Jeff, I didn't know that. <laughs> moved away when I was seven. Grew up in Idaho. OK. There's a short year where I was in Utah and then moved to Arizona my senior, which is when we met. A junior year, right? No, senior, senior year. Wow. Yeah. I like had it in my mind that we were in high school for two years together, but it just was like a high concentration year. Yeah. So I consider myself an Arizona native, but I really grew up in Idaho. Okay. Um, and as far as like worldview and stuff like that was different. Um, coming to Arizona, um, was wait, it? Wait, wait, you're getting ahead of okay. yourself. Okay. Sorry, gotta sorry. We've got to stay in these child years a little longer. <laughs> well, cause I feel like, you know, one of my like kind of thoughts about creativity is that like it it's something we all I mean, all children are creative. Like it's just in our nature as a species, I think. And then, you know, I think lots of times, especially in, you know, like our capitalist culture and we're so like product driven mm-hmm. and performance driven, we get like uh we get we get thinking that you're only a creative if you're like making things that other people can like consume. Um, but like, you know, I think of creativity being like much bigger. So yeah. And also like, I'm just curious, like I want to know more (laughs) about your, your little self. So, okay. These water experiments, I totally relate to that at least in some ways. Like I've told Andrew, I was always like just putting things in water and seeing like how they would change colors. And I was also really into like freezing things. Yeah. Just freezed things. I I froze things too. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Gosh, it's a little embarrassing, but uh, so I was, I was a kid and I wanted to freeze a watch. I don't know why, but I, I froze a watch. Were you thinking you might freeze time? Yeah, I, so I'm sure that that was part of it. But then uh, after the watch was frozen, like I had to warm it up. And so obviously the microwave made sense. Oh, no. And it, it did not turn out well. No fires, anything like that, but it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that was, yeah, that was definitely something. And thinking about it now, too, um, I was very much into Legos. So that was definitely a creative outlet for me is just creating whatever, like a a scene or a vehicle or a spaceship or just whatever. And so that's something I did a lot of. When did you develop a love for reading? Um, that was pretty early on. Um, so I'm thinking the first series I remember would have been in elementary and it was the Redwall series. Um, so I, I read a lot of that and then I, you know, moved into, 
Lord of the Rings. And, and I read that actually looking back on it, like pretty early, like earlier than I had like the full capability of yeah. like, understanding what was actually going totally. on. Cause that's a pretty read it a little yeah, later again. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, that's uh, yeah, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but it was always, always fantasy for me. Uh, it was, um, some, you know, dragons and, uh, magic and just part of, what I love about that genre is so many artists can come up with a creative outlet for the magic is like magic systems. Like, uh, like it's not always the same. It's right. not always like you're waving your wand and something's doing something. Sometimes there's like crystals involved yeah. or sometimes there's, uh, mediums involved. And yeah. it's, it's always very, very interesting to me how, uh, our authors are able to kind of that, put like, that all together. Building stuff. Yeah. yeah it's, I love it's it too. Very like scientific almost to, to part. It's very it's cerebral. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I like that too. Yeah. I feel like that's also something about fantasy that I like really enjoy, like getting to know the rules of like the, the universe mm -hmm. in the, in the fantasy. It's like a, I don't know. I feel like actually I'm just having this thought right now and maybe it's like too, maybe it's, maybe it's nothing, but I feel maybe like, that's that's an early exercise for a child in like paradigm shifting, yeah. like perspective shifting, like, you know, buying into like the, the rules and the system of like the world that you're presented yeah. with. Um, do you have memories of like, like, I'd love to know like what your because I know you're like a keen observer of your world and like you think a lot about like what's going on in the world. Did do you have memories of like that part of your personality, like as a child? How did you like kind of self-identify in that way? Yeah. So, uh, like yourself, I was raised Mormon. Uh, and so like that definitely had a big impact on, um, my feelings, my, my self-worth and just kind of what I was experiencing in the world. Um, I always talk about like Mormonism, not just being a religion it, in a lot of ways, it's a culture. Yeah. Um, and so it like that definitely played into it. Um, and then, just, uh, I remember early on, um, like having feelings, uh, like being gay and, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I never really conceptualized it till a lot later, uh, sure. cause it just wasn't an option. And so like that definitely affected kind of my worldview of myself and just everything that was going on around me and, and growing up in Idaho, it was very small. Uh, I think the population of Blackfoot at that time was like 8,000 people. Wow. And I, I was in the outskirts of Blackfoot. Wow. So like we weren't even in Blackfoot. We were just claiming Blackfoot as ours because it was the nearest biggest thing. And yeah. so, um, so did you like, as a, as a, as a little kid, did you have like, did you have, did you have like an awareness of like adults? Like, like what was it like? Like, I I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you were like aware about like kind of like in group out group things, maybe mostly. Um, I don't know. Um, or yeah. even just like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm interested in like the way that a, that like a, a curious minded child, like isn't, in, is interpreting the ways that like, I don't know. M most of the time what I'll ask guests about this is like, did, was your family having like discussions, but I know your family like wasn't yes. really right. Like I already know that. Um, so like, I'm wondering like if you're not having discussions with your family where you're asking, you know, like what, like why questions or like, like how are you thinking about that? Cause I feel like you must have been. Yeah. Um, so I definitely wasn't getting it with my family. My family's yeah. great, but we're not great communicators. Sure. Uh, and so like, just talking about the world as, as large wasn't a thing. Um, 
And so I, I did, there, there definitely was a lot of me just like quietly thinking I'm very much an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am not, uh, I don't like getting out of my comfort zone with others. I don't like publicly speaking about things. And so there was a lot of like internal thinking about what was going on. Um, and just trying to figure it out for myself. I'm very much a figured out for myself type of person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there was definitely, there was definitely some of that. Yeah. Just like thinking, like yeah. wondering about the world and like kind of what your place in it was going to be or how things were working. Yeah. Especially like being raised religious, there is, um, just trying to figure out and honestly, like not even trying to figure out, like you're told one thing and trying to figure out, does this thing like actually align with how I'm feeling? Does this thing align with, um, what my true beliefs are? Um, it's such a simple question, but it's, it's a question that not everyone is asking, you know, and especially as a child, but I like, I, I deeply relate and I like believe you that you're like thinking that kind of thing as a child and, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, were you in the middle of that? No. Yeah, good. Okay, and then, so I maybe should have said this at the beginning, but like the main, so I know you do like, you do so many creative things. Like I want to ask you about so many <laughs> things, but the main, the main like uh, medium that you work with now is coral, mm-hmm. which like, I, yeah, I should have said this at the beginning, but like for the listener, like Jeff creates with corals, like yes, live corals like sculpture but with corals which is just the most fascinating thing um I feel like for this like season of the podcast or maybe just like this season in my life I'm thinking a lot about like mediums that we like maybe wouldn't normally think about as mediums and uh when you when you told me you were coming into town I thought like we got to talk about coral (laughs) like it's too interesting it's so interesting um so like that that's that's like your main medium now but I'm curious um you know growing up in Arizona Idaho, these landlocked places, Mm -hmm. um, like how, when, and how did you begin to have a fascination about like, like living things in water? Yeah. Um, so my dad is definitely responsible for that. So he got me a tank, uh, a little five gallon freshwater tank. I must've been like eight. Wow. And so he had noticed that I had a fascination with water. And so like, that was the next, did you have a fascination with fish? Um, so Yes. Uh, frogs was a big one for me. Uh, so in Idaho, like there was, there's frogs everywhere. There's canals, there was like water snakes and and frogs. And so we would very frequently go search for frogs. Um, we would, uh, there was a pond that wasn't too far from our house. So we ride our bikes there and like look for the tadpoles and all of that stuff. And so there was that. And so my dad picked up on that. And so he got me a, a freshwater little five gallon tank and had a lot of fun with it. Um, why were you interested in water? Like, like, or, or, or things that live in water. So I just feel like a natural affinity towards it. Like yeah. I, I can't like really put my, I just, I love it. I, I think it's so interesting, yeah. right? Cause like, if you hear someone say that they have a natural affinity for music, you don't question it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, Oh, but like, so I, I'm, I can imagine it being like a really similar feeling, mm-hmm. but it like, it's making me like think about this in a different way. Like, like why? Like, can you think of like, like what was interesting about it? Like what it made you wonder about? Like, was it just like, 
I know I have some feelings about water as well. <laughs> like I used to want to be a marine biologist as a kid and I always feel like underwater is just so mysterious. Yeah. It's like there's a romanticism about it. It's very mysterious. It's like a little scary. Things look so pretty underwater. Like the way light looks underwater is interesting. Um, so I, I can like, you know, relate to those yeah. things. But can you think of like, like what was delicious about it? Yeah. So there's the obvious answer of it just like being beautiful, right? Like yeah. there's a reason why people pay millions of dollars to live by the ocean. Yeah. Uh, there's There's a reason why there's like high mountain lakes that are really attractive to people. And like you see it on every inspirational poster, there's like a, there's an iceberg in the ocean or there's a, there's a beautiful lake or stream. So there, there's that part of it. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's the feeling of it. I, I just instantly, like when I'm stressed, one of the first things that I do is like get in the water, yeah. it, like get in the pool, get in a hot tub. It just like instantly I can feel my blood pressure go down. I can, oh. I can feel like just calmness. Um, so I must have like realized that at a pretty early age, like that, like this is interesting for me. This is uh, a self-soothe, a self-soothe yeah. for sure. And, um, part of it is like a little bit of the science aspect of it. So yeah. a lot of my experiments as a kid were, like syringes and tubes and just like, just silly things and like did pushing you, water from one place to another. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you, um, did you like bring home frogs? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, um, it, like all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. and, th and there wasn't even so much of like bringing home, like they were literally just in our like backyard. And so like, yeah. I just remember like getting a bucket and like putting some dirt on one side of the bucket and some water on the other side of the bucket for the frog and, um, so that, that was definitely a thing, but yes, they, they were brought home fairly frequently. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like just, I don't know. I love the idea that like, even as such a little kid, you just like had an intuition yep. that like the, like, I love it too, that it's like, you want to be in water mm -hmm. and you also want to like look at water. Like, I don't know, yeah. like the, the duality of that feels like it, it's interesting. Cause it's, it's, it's clear that it's not like what am I trying to say? It's like multi, it's like multi sensory. sensory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. And that, and that it satisfies like multiple senses. Yep. It, the sound of it, like there's, yeah. there's a reason why people have fountains, right? right? It's, it's very calming. Uh, the, the view of it, like the cooling down, especially like living in Arizona right now, yeah. like that's a very yeah. frequent thing of, of the, the relief from the heat. Um, and then I don't know, it's just, just has always been something that interests me yeah. and it's really hard pinpointing like, Hey, this is where I figured that out. Just from as early as I can remember, like it was just there. Were you doing like projects with like, were you doing projects with it as a, as a kid? Like, you know, after you had the, the like frog in the bucket, were you ever like trying to make it a nicer bucket or yeah. like, so part of that goes to the aquarium. Okay. And so like when I, when I got the aquarium when I was eight, um, it's called aquascaping. It's where you're rearranging whatever is in that environment for the, the creatures. Cool. So at that point it was like river rocks. It was sand, getting plants in there. Cool. Um, so I was constantly moving it around like, hey, I want it to look better or I want it to be better for the fish or this frog probably would like a cave over here. Yeah, a little feng shui yeah. for your frogs and fishes. Yeah, and so... Wow. That that was that was definitely a project that I do, and to this day, it's still I'm always moving coral around. Yeah, <laughs> I know you are. It's amazing. So this uh, this first tank that you had had like water and also like some land. 
Like it was, it was, or the, were the frogs just like in the water? They were underwater frogs. So at that point it was, it wasn't frogs that I was like getting from the pond. It was like swimmy frogs. Yeah. Swimmy frogs. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, that's, that's darling that your dad like saw that. And and my understanding is that caring for a, a tank is really tricky. Um, was it kind of like, Hey Jeff, this is like your responsibility now. Was your dad like involved in like, did your dad like take this on as a project for you? Was was, he also interested? Like he definitely was interested, but it was always mine. And I don't ever remember it being like, well, Jeff, you have to keep your fish tank. You got to keep it nice. Cause that was just something I wanted to do. do And so I, I'm very much a busybody, which is part of why this hobby has been such like a really great thing for me. Um, there's always something to do. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but there's, there's testing the, the, the water. There is making sure you're feeding them the right amount of food, making sure that you have the right types of corals cause they can have problems with each other yeah. or the right type of fish can eat corals or eat the shrimp or there. So there, there's a lot. And so yeah. there's always something I can be doing to be tinkering and balancing so, your ecosystem. Yep. That's and so cool. Even as a kid, like that was something you had have to do water changes. You have to like clean the glass. Uh, you have to make sure that you're feeding them every day, but I never remember it being a chore. Yeah. It just always was something that I wanted to do. That's why I know it's a medium, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a creative medium. Cause it's like, it's, it's a, it's work and it's like a labor of love and, and certainly it's creative. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating to me actually. Like, so I had this, I had this idea, like because of you that like, you know, um, aqua scaping, mm-hmm. you know, is like a, a medium. And I actually, I, I don't remember if I told you this, but like I tried really hard to reach out to the aquarium here, the uh-huh. Loveland aquarium and get a hold of someone who like work, like tends to their like environments. And I couldn't reach anybody. And then I was like, this is stupid. I should just interview <laughs> Jeff. Um, like, would you like to do that? Would you be interested in like working for an aquarium? Um, it would be very interesting to me. Uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, like last night, um, but money definitely comes into play. And sure. I, I like being financially stable. And that is not a Could super be a retirement project. Yeah, it's not a super financially yeah. stable outlet, uh, sure. which a lot of artists deal with, yeah, uh, not yeah. that I consider myself an artist necessarily, but, um, yeah, it, as much as I love it, I don't know if it's something that I would be able to like rely on sure, for myself. Sure. Yeah. May, maybe a retirement project yeah. or like a moonlight, a moonlighting uh-huh. kind of a thing. <laughs> um, so as a little kid, like maybe, maybe this is the wrong way to ask the question. It's kind of leading, but like, like when did you start thinking about getting a salt water tank almost immediately yeah. like it was something that i definitely wanted to do it was kind of the natural progression and and for me like the fish are cool but the corals where it's at like the Did, coral is the fascinating thing for yeah, me i love that about yeah. i love that about you yeah. like because i mean there are people who have fish tanks and they're into having a fish tank but they don't grow coral yeah. they put fake rocks and yeah there's plants that, in there. that that show tanked that a lot of people reference I and haven't the, even heard of it anytime i talk about like having a fish tank it's like oh have you seen tanked where they're doing that they're yeah. they're putting together really neat fish tanks but they're fish tanks they're not they're not reefs they're right. not uh it's it's there's no coral it's like yeah. fake fake plants fake rock and all yeah. that stuff and that's just not what i'm interested in i remember even when we were just in high school like going to your house and like I think maybe, well, you'll, you'll, we'll get there, but I think maybe you were just starting to grow corals or like thinking about it more. And I, I remember thinking like, I have never heard of this. I've never heard of someone like growing coral and just thinking like, it's just fascinating. It's like such a unique thing. Um, did your family like go to the ocean when you were a kid? Yeah. So not like the, the fun, cool 
ocean. It was, it was the Oregon coast, which I love my favorite place in the world, but it, it's not what, where most people think of like the ocean. Yeah, it's, Florida, it's not like a, California. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a warm beach where you're, sure. you know, it's, but they're, uh, gosh, I was probably 11 or 12 at the time. Um, and just the tide pools were yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. There were these, uh, these little ecosystems in and of themselves when the tide goes down, it's still there. And so it's like part of the ocean, but not cool. And like there's sea urchins and fish and octopus and anemones and all sorts of really cool things. And I just, uh, one of my fondest memories of my dad was just spending hours. My brother was very involved with even a whole family was, but it was really my brother and my dad and myself just like just watching them for hours and like, look what I found and like, Hey, come, come take a look at this one. So it was really neat. I love that idea that it's like part of the ocean, but not, I've never really thought about that. That's really interesting. Did, can you think of like, I mean, other than the fact that it just is interesting, was it interesting in like a, like, I think maybe I'm wondering what you see about it that like, Cause who doesn't like tide pools, mm-hmm. but like not everybody grows coral. Yeah. So like, can you articulate like what maybe what, what, what's extra for yeah. you? So I, I don't know if this answers it, but like my, the most interesting thing about it for me is like the symbiosis of these ecosystems of uh, like the clownfish with the anemone. It's a mutually beneficial right. uh, relationship for both of them. And there's just so many examples of that. Uh, and so I love, I, I just love that. Um, even corals themselves. So corals are, would not, um, survive without the algae that grows inside them. Mm. They're, they're basically farmers. And so the, the coral is for lack of a better description, it's like a, it's like a jellyfish that's stationary, that's growing algae inside of it and getting the algae is getting its, uh, you know, photosynthesizing from, from the light wow. and then turning that into food for the coral. That's crazy. So there's a little bit more, some of them are filter feeders, but that really is the basis of it where there, there's a symbiosis between the algae and the, the coral itself. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, gosh, again, like I feel like I also was like taken with the ocean as a child. Yeah. Like we went to the California every summer. And so like, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I spent mm-hmm. like, a lot of time for a kid that lives in a landlocked state in the ocean, <laughs> like comparatively, because uh, we because we went to the beach every every single summer. My mom's family had like a like a, a beach house. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I also was just like taken with the ocean, but I never I never thought about coral as like a living thing, really. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just I love that. Like, I love hearing that, like, even as a little kid, that was something that you were like the corals more interesting yeah. than the fish. It's like, it's the best. Okay. So as a, as a little, you're, you're, you know, before the age of like 12 or so, like before you're a teen, you're working on a freshwater tank. You're, you're getting more and more creative there. You're reading a lot. Um, and were you doing like art projects with your mom still? Like were, were you doing yeah, crafting? I was doing a lot of arts for, uh, for school and like, it's, it's typical like elementary school art projects. Like I remember the, the, the scratcher where it's like a, a blank thing and you scratch mm-hmm. it off and it's silver underneath that. I remember having a lot of fun with that. Um, some minor like sculpture stuff, um, uh, like watercolors, water pencils, pastels. So that, that, that was pretty much throughout uh, up until we met. I think the senior year of high school was the only year of, of any of my education where I didn't have like an art specific class. Yeah. Um, and 
so like, yeah, that was definitely going throughout all of it. Um, what about like food things? Cause I know you've done like some home, some like homesteading yep. projects, which we'll talk more about, but were you, were you interested in like, you know, growing food or like any, anything like that? I don't know cooking? if I would, I would use interested. Um, it was just part of our life. Like my, my mom and my dad very, we had gardens like the entire yeah. time that uh, I, I can remember. And so like it was always part of our chores, just going out and taking care of it. Um, there's nothing better than like going out and like picking a peach off of your tree or like raspberries mm -hmm. off of the bushes. And so like, there's that part of it, but I don't know if it was something I was interested in, is just so, something that was just there. Sure. Yeah. So maybe more like the projects that you did, that you do and did as an adult are like preserving that yeah. rather than like, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, were you doing, did you ever do any like writing? Did you write any poetry, a little story? No, not at all. Okay. So as, <laughs> as avid of, of a reader as I am, it never translated yeah. into the writing part of it and almost to like my detriment. And I, I don't know what it is about me and it, it's almost embarrassing at this point, but I can't spell worth shit. Oh, it's okay. And so like, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I, I read so much and like, I, I have a fairly large vocabulary where I, I can use these words yeah. in context. No idea how to spell them. <laughs> but do you, are you interested in like storytelling? Like, like, cause I mean, spelling, like physically writing and like telling stories mm -hmm. I find like I have this kind of hypothesis like recently it's just like a brand new idea that I've been kind of like thinking about that like all all artists are writers like all artists are storytellers you know whether or not they're like writing anything yeah. um and certainly like I don't know it maybe like pushes on this idea of like what is a story yeah. but like I don't know did you did you I did you have any of any, I, any of that I'm such a private person and so like writing stories or the thought of like sharing is like instantly like kind of cringe to me. Sure. And yeah. so, um, I, I like, I like the idea of like doing things for myself, but not to share. Yeah. And so, um, I, I can't say that like that was ever something that interested in me, which is obviously fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fact, like I really like it. I mean, I know when I asked you to do the interview, you're like, but I, but why, but I, <laughs> but I, you are so creative. Like you, you do so many projects, but yeah, I think like it's, I think, you know, I don't know that you like are an artist in like the way that some people identify as an artist, but you make art. Yeah. I don't know, which is like in and of itself, like, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people like to think that it's like some kind of a binary and yeah. like, of, of course it's not. So like fun fact is that the older I get, the more I've been like interested in like pottery. I've never <gasps> wow. done it, <gasps> wow. it but it's like I very much at some point, can almost guarantee you that I will end up with like a pottery wheel and like a kiln in my garage. Oh, I love it. Uh, and I don't know why, but like it, that is, that is a form of like a project that I really want to take yeah. on at some point, probably a retirement thing. Cool. Yeah. I'll just be the weird guy and in the garage making pottery for himself. <laughs> I also have been having like a weird feeling lately. Like I need to be doing more visual art. Like yeah. I, I have like a, I have like a feeling like yeah. I just, I need more. I need like, I need to get my hands on some things. Um, so when did you get your first saltwater tank? So I would have been 13. Wow. Uh, so little. Yeah. We didn't set it up quite then. So, um, we had, we'd moved around quite a lot. And so I'd got it for Christmas 
I think it was like a year, maybe even two before we actually set it up. So I, I, I had to have been like 15 when we actually set it up. And so there, there's a process for like learning what you're doing. Mm. We had to build the stand, we had to do the plumbing. And so like, that's a whole other side of the hobby too. There's like the, the fun, pretty side of it, but there's also like the mechanical side you, of it. You kind of like both, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is a very multifaceted, um, medium, if you will. So like, there, I will. yeah, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, that part hasn't really been as exciting to me as the other parts, but for my dad, it very much is. So my dad's cool. a, a mechanical engineer by trade. And so like that, the, the equipment side of it and, uh, like piecing it all together and figuring out how it's going to like fit together, um, is, is something that a, a lot of people really enjoy. I, re- I remember thinking too, like the, like the, you know, when I, when we started, uh, like hang playing yeah. at your house sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember just being really like impressed by the idea that like your, your parents, like you had this big fish tank in like the living room, mm-hmm. but it was like yours. Like, I remember just thinking like, I, I, I feel like I remember just being kind of aware that like that would never happen in my home. Yeah. Like, I love the idea that like it's yours, but like everyone is supportive of it yeah. to the point that it's like it, out in the main family space. And it was really a thing that me and my dad especially have bonded over my brother a lot too. But like, cool. so big part about getting corals is, um, you can break a piece off and it, it's called fragging and it'll, it'll make its own colony. And so, that's where the really nerdy side comes into it. So like you'll go to what are called frag swaps. And so you'll, you'll break off your, your corals and you'll, you'll take them and you'll trade them like Pokemon cards. Wow. And so that was something that my dad and my brother would go how together. How did you know where to go? Like, so, how do you get connected with other like aquarium people? The interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> the internet has been a, a great place for like every, every weird hobby being able to connect. And so yeah. um, I'm part of a lot of different forums at this point where like we, talk about best practices but or I mean, the internet cool was barely happening when we were like 13, 14, it 15 was barely happening. But my dad, uh, being the intellectual guy that he is, um, very much involved in, he worked for Apple in the nineties. Okay. And so like, um, learned how to code just for fun. And so like the internet was always part of our house. Wow. So, um, he had done a little bit more of it at that point. We're getting part of the forums and, and things like so that. Your and dad's a creative too. He is, he is very much a creative. Uh, he's, he's an interesting, interesting guy. He's, he's the smartest person that I know. Um, very intellectual, uh, and his, his creativity comes out in less than obvious ways too. I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm so, I'm so fascinated by like people who are like covert creatives yeah. Like it's the best thing. It's he, the best little secret to discover. He's a, he's a serial entrepreneur. And so like wow. constantly has these ideas for businesses or products. And so he's always thinking about that and, cool. um, very, very wide range of, of things, uh, and trying to create that and how did make it your work. mom and your sisters talk about like the, the tank stuff with you? Like, were they like, Oh, Jeff's weird project or were they excited about it? Or like, how I was it? I think it was somewhere in the middle. Uh, it, it, it always was Jeff's weird project, but it, it's, it's hard not to see that and think that's cool. I think most people come across a fish tank and are at least somewhat interested in it. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of always a fun thing for like friends to come over and like, start talking about it and like showing them like, this is my favorite fish or like, yeah. here's where my, this coral is or whatever. And so like, that was, 
that was oh, part of it. That's huge. Yeah. Like if I had known you when we were little, even if we didn't get along at all, I would be like, <laughs> I would be wanting to try to be your friend so yeah. I could go see the fish tank. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know that's true. Yeah. You know, when you like, kind of like want to have a friend, like, cause they have like cool toys, uh-huh. like a, a friend has, that has like a cool toy. I would have definitely felt like that about <laughs> that as a child. <laughs> Bonus. I also really like you. There we go. Um, uh, oh, I had another question. Oh, so your older brother, yes. I know his name is Spencer, but for the listener, that's yeah. the brother that has been mentioned. Um, was Spencer like ever like competitive about it with you or like, cause Not at all. I can see that being like a father with these two sons, like a bonding thing for the three yeah. of you, but like, it's kind of your project. So one of my core memories, if you will, it's yeah. a new trendy, uh, hot topic, but, uh, yeah. so one of my core memories was when we were setting up the tank, um, there's a lot that goes into it. A big part is, is the rock. Uh, it's called live rock because it has live bacteria that's on it helps break down the fish waste. And there, there's cool. a lot of beneficial things to it. Um, but there's this place in Florida that basically just dumps a bunch of rock out in the ocean, lets stuff grow on it, lets the bacteria get in there and then they will harvest it and like ship it to you. Cool. And so because it was actually in the ocean, there's a lot of like cool critters that come on it. Some are good, some are bad. Uh, but you, when we got that shipment of rock, it was, gosh, we were living in Idaho at the time. And so we had to drive down to Salt Lake uh, to pick it up in what? Utah. And so like it was a, a two hour trek for us there. And then two hours back, we, we ended up getting home around probably nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then we just stayed up for hours <gasps> with my brother and my dad and I um, setting it up and, uh, finding all these cool creatures that were on it. And so my brother was very much involved and I, I, I don't think it was a competitive thing. At least but it was like your project though. It was. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just, I think that's beautiful. Like yeah. for your dad and your brother to like be that invested in something that's like, you know, yeah. the little brother's project. I just think that's lovely. Yeah. Right. Like that's really nice. Like Spencer had ended up setting up a tank for himself. It was a much smaller, like 10 gallon saltwater tank that he had for a couple of years. Um, he actually ended up buying my tank off me, my original tank that I had had, uh, at some point. And so he'd, he'd done it for a couple of years after that. Um, until I got back into the hobby, like, gosh, six years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I know Spencer's not that talkative, but like, did, did he ever like, do you have a sense of like, how he felt about like you being like really good at it, like really invested in it. Um, so like a thing he like I thinks is cool about you. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely something we bonded over. It's definitely yeah. some like an interest that we both have. Um, so I, I don't know. Spencer is very not talkative. So I, yeah. I, I've never really thought about his thought process There's on it. Something about a birth order yeah. here. That's just feeling interesting to me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how common that is for no. like an older sibling to like, um, learn a hobby from a younger sibling. Yeah. And then like, I, maybe I'm, maybe that's wrong. My brother and I, uh, like interesting. were really close growing up. And yeah. so like, we were very involved with each other's hobbies, um, had same group of friends. And so I don't know if this is like me projecting on it, but it never felt like he was my, in some ways, like he's my older brother and I learned a lot from him, but like we experienced a lot of things at the same time. Yeah. And so I'm also taller than him. So there's your there's, relationship yeah, goes both ways a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. That seems interesting to me. <laughs> so sorry. When you got that live rock, you were like 13. 
How, how old? Yeah, were you? it would have been 13 because it was it was the year before. It was the summer before my my freshman year of high school. And yeah. at that time in your life, like, did you like? I want to know like how you were thinking about like your identity. Like, were you thinking about what you might like to do as an adult? Were you like, um, were you thinking about like? I think maybe I want to know if like the, this creative project was like part of your identity. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. How were you thinking about it? hundred percent also wanted to be a marine biologist. Like okay. that was my thing. I, I ended yeah. up at taking some courses in college, like going towards that route, ended up not panning out. And I, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. A more my financially understanding stable. is it's a really tough <laughs> competitive job to do. field that you're not getting yeah. paid a lot for. Yeah. Yeah. And like just a difficult yeah. work. You're constantly really out. It's hard to have like relationships or family because yeah. you're just always gone. But at that time in your life, that was like the identity it's definitely that you what were I like wanted to kind do. of staking a claim yeah. in. Yeah. And then were you like, did you think of yourself as a creative or were you thinking of yourself like a scientist? Probably more the scientist yeah. part of it, um, which is some, I, I'm very analytical. I'm very, um, like the, the whole scientific process of like having a hypothesis and like working it out. Like that's definitely what I, what I, um, identify more as than the creative. Um, how were you like, okay, so I'm this again, like, um, I would maybe wouldn't ask this question this way if I didn't like already (laughs) know you, but I know that you're also like, you're interested in it in an artistic way. Like you're, you're like, it's emotional. Like it's like, and you're, you're like, you're moved by the colors. And so was that part of it? That's more like the, the aspects of it that are maybe more like kind of emotionally, like what we might think of as like artistic, like, were you aware of those things? Like how, how are you feeling about it? Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird question. I can't say if I'm aware of it, but I mean, it's all interesting and it's all fun and I, I enjoy it, but ultimately I want it to look nice, you know? Yeah. Well, and you're a fantasy boy, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're, if like, it's, it's, you're, you're interesting to me because yeah. like you have these, like, like I'll, I'll say maybe now too, like, okay, let's talk about, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about like our friendship. Okay. Um, this, this is maybe the time to do it. it. So I, I don't know why I like had it in my brain that you moved to Arizona in, our junior year, maybe just cause we're such good friends. Yeah. And it, like, it's unfathomable to me that we could have like built that in one year. Yep. That seems crazy. Yeah. But so we met because we were in the same calculus class, mm-hmm. right? Okay. This is also insane. Cause like, I don't know if you remember this, but like I tore my ACL like right before yeah, that year. That. And then like I had surgery yeah. at the beginning of the year. So I also was just like checked out, but like, we, so we, we became friends because we were doing homework together. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. So we, Mr. So, Vogel, thank you. Yes. Mr. Vogel. Thank you. So <laughs> I've never talked about this on the podcast before. Cause why would I, <laughs> why would I, but this is the time to do it. Um, our high school had this calculus teacher who like, I swear like our, the Mountain View high school, Mr. Vogel's class, like throws off the curve for the entire United States. Uh-huh. Like the number of kids from his classes that get fives on the AP calculus test is like, I think everyone in our class passed the AP test. Everyone passed. And that's his, like the teacher is like, that's his, he's like, none of my students will fail. Yeah. And like the number of five number of, which a five is the highest score you can get for the listener. If anybody doesn't know, come on, my <laughs> listeners took AP classes. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Artists are all kinds of people. Not all of artists, not all artists like school. 
I like school. Yeah. You like school. Yeah. But uh, so the the teacher was just like extremely rigorous, but also like whimsical and hilarious. Super whimsical. Pi Day. Do you remember Pi Day? I, of course. Yeah. Well, and I this. So tonight Jeff is staying with me right now <laughs> visiting and we're making we're making pies tonight. But I made my first ever pie crust on Pi Day That's this too year. Funny. But yeah. yeah, I want to make them again. Well, and I just remember like uh, getting the, the the formulas for making these graphs and like then like the project was to bring them to life, which actually yeah. can think of as very artsy. Super artsy. Yeah, like using math to create art uh, and then making a sculpture out of it. Yeah, we it, did. We made sculptures out of like the integrals. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember I made an ice cream cone. Yeah, I I made, I don't even remember what I made, but I remember being stressed about it. I still have pictures. <laughs> I'm sure I can find a picture and like post it somewhere of like me. I worked with Liz Kobley and uh, Natalie. What was her maiden name? Bates. I can't remember yeah. her maiden name, but <laughs> anyway, we, we, the three of us worked together and we made like this beautiful pink ice cream cone. <laughs> And I remember we had to have like color gradients, but yeah, so we made like art, he was very artsy. And I, I think that's why I liked that class so much. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I'm one of those people that like, I'm good at math if I have a good teacher yeah. and Mr. Vogel made math feel like, like art. He just also made it feel fun. Like it was, uh, which is hard to do for calculus. Well, <laughs> one say. of the things that I remember is like, instead of using like X and Y, he would use like emojis, uh -huh. you know, before we called them emojis, uh -huh. like a little alien head or like a little skull and crossbones. And he also was so like, he was always talking about how like his favorite number was 46 and he would like weave the number 46 into the math problems and like very frequently such the a answer sneaky was 46 way though. yeah uh -huh. like but you knew that if like you solved the problem and the answer was 46 that you you, you got it yeah you, you got it right <laughs> so like leaving little easter eggs uh -huh. in like our fucking math homework adorable yeah. but but in order to get these inc incredibly high like pass rates he gave us ridiculous ridiculous amounts of homework like fun next sheets level. is what he called them yeah he called them fun sheets and they were extreme <laughs> well by the time we were getting ready for the test we had to take an entire ap test mm -hmm. like every day do you remember mm -hmm. that oh, absolutely we, like every single day for like two weeks we took an entire ap test which like they take hours yeah but anyways so because just for sheer survival for like passing <laughs> this ridiculous high school math class um we would have like these study groups and we would get together after after school and just do math homework together for like hours and mm -hmm. hours. And we frequently did them at my house because yeah. my house had snacks. Yeah. We, my house was a snack house. There was, there was but some... I remember like every day having like six of us like around the table. But then like it kind of just started being you and me yeah. a lot of the time because yeah. we were like a little more serious about yeah. our homework. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we started spending a lot of time together. Um, and then the thing that I wanted to say was, um, Jeff and I are the age where we're the same age as the Harry Potter kids mm -hmm. were like, as the books were coming out and we really bonded over, um, our shared love of the Harry yeah. Potter books and would always go to like the midnight releases of the books and, the movies. and then, yeah. And the movies. And, but I, but, but a lot of people went to the midnight release yeah, of the movies, but true. not everyone went yeah. to the midnight release <laughs> at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> like Jeff and I were there. We were there. And, uh, and we would, we would go to one of our houses and like stay up and read. Yeah. 
which is just, it's so cute. Is Isn't cute. that just cute? Yeah. I love it. So all Harry, this to Harry say. Harry Potter and calculus. We were really cool in high school in case you didn't piece that together. <laughs> I mean, listen, I like in full sincerity, like do feel like that's cool. Like, I'm really into it. But so like the, the Jeff that I like knew also like, I'll never forget just like how funny you always were. Like I remember, I remember distinctly just feeling like, you always seemed like you didn't give a shit what other people thought. Like, I don't know if that was real or if that was just like you were playing it cool, but you always seemed like you had a lot of like integrity and you just like, you weren't into like, you weren't in the rat race. You weren't in like the social, which I always felt like really um, secure about. Um, And like, you just were like funny and like making jokes that were like (laughs) not, you weren't playing to like, your classmates you were just like (laughs) I don't know I just I remember those things but all this to say like you're you're you have whimsy I do have some whimsy and you love fantasy and you love like these like you know like worlds and then you know to also have this aquarium it's interesting to me that the aquarium like you would think that someone who loves fantasy who has an aquarium would be a like the aquarium is about fantasy, mm-hmm. but the aquarium is about science. Yeah. Aquarium is hundred percent about science for me. Right. So, so I don't know, maybe I'm wondering like, did you have like, all, were you also processing like whimsical imagination feelings about the aquarium or no? I don't think so. So for wow. me, it's That's crazy, right? Well, for me, it's like whimsical <laughs> enough as is. Like, I don't, sure. I don't need to add whimsy to it. It's just yeah. like, mind-blowingly fascinating to me and so it's it's almost magic in its own way okay i think i just mean like this idea of like magic right like it i i understand that science and arts are brothers Uh right or sisters or whatever and that there is like it's very similar but like science tends to be like unemotional i think Mm -hmm. like not that scientists are unemotional, but like science needs to be kind of unemotional yeah. to work well. And the arts are like, need to be emotional yeah. to work well, maybe. So like, were you emotional about like, did you feel things about like your, your tank? I, there's definitely like moments of like, just feeling like proud, like yeah. feeling like I, I accomplished something. Um, there's like heartbreak too. When like a uh, fish dies or like, the coral that you really loved for whatever reason didn't make it. And so like there's, there's those part of emotions. Um, Let me ask you this. What makes you love a coral? It's part of just like the fascination for me. It's part of um, this feeling of like, I created something, I grew something. I know a lot of like gardeners, like just like, like it's what they accomplished. Right. And so like, there's, there's that, um, they're just pretty. There's, there's part of that too. When you're trying to choose like which corals you have, are you thinking sculpturally? Like, are you thinking about texture and color? Absolutely. So color is a very big one. Um, and shape is another one. And then honestly just compatibility. And so that's kind of where the, like the animal husbandry goes into it. It's like some corals don't do well in aquariums. Like they just don't, or some corals don't do well next to another coral or some fish will eat the coral. And so like you very much have to plan it out of like, these are the colors that I'm wanting. These are the corals that provide that. And these are the corals that are compatible with the other tank inhabitants that I have. Okay, cool. Okay. So you, you started actually like 
you you started working on your tank when you're 13, but the tank doesn't have like water in it until you're like 15. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What happens in those two years? So planning out for what you want in there. Uh, and again, I was I was a kid, and so I wasn't. I was definitely involved, but it wasn't like all encompassing. Now, yeah. like setting up my most recent tank, that was all encompassing. That yeah. was like a whole lot of thought process into what I want, what I want to accomplish, what the cost is. Well, um, when you're 13, you probably don't even know like what you could do. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Especially with the internet not really being as robust as it is today. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you could go on YouTube yeah. and see other like young people or even older people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you just don't even know like what yeah. resources you might sure. have. So, um, yeah, I mean, what else do you want to, what else do you want to tell about like those, those things up until like maybe when you kind of like stopped doing your first tank? Yeah. So, um, just, uh, part of the the hobby that was fun to me was the frag swaps um like getting together with other like-minded people and like i like you because you think this is as cool as i think it is right and um just having that that sense of community almost um and just having fun like listening to other people's experiences with it or um just you know learning from that so that that was always that was always fun for me um and then plus there's also like this um sense of accomplishment of like hey something that i did is worth like actual real money to you yeah. like i grew this coral wow. and you care enough about that to like purchase it from me or to trade it for something that has value and that started happening when you were a teen absolutely yeah so there were um That's crazy anemones particularly uh they they're fairly easy to propagate uh and they're not cheap like you could anemones are coral they're not oh. uh they're they're related okay. uh so jellyfish coral and anemones are all kind of lumped together they're different branches but yeah cool. um, i did not know that yep and so they're fairly easy to propagate and they're pretty expensive like you can you can sell them for 50 bucks for fairly not high end, high end stuff. Like there's lineage and there's colors and stuff like that, that get things more a little expensive or or desirable, but it's fairly low end anemones. You can pretty easily get 50 bucks for it. As a high school kid, 50 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. And so in retrospect, knowing this, I'm also, I'm feeling also like impressed with the fact that you weren't like talking about this all the time. (laughs) Like I, I mean, especially moving to a new school Uh as a senior in high as a senior and like the school that we went to was like intense. It was intense (laughs) one upmanship. That's what I mean. It was a bunch of rich Mormon kids that like had like, I came from a school where like my GPA put me in like probably the top 5%. Yeah. And I wasn't even like close to that at Mountain View. Mountain View was, it was very easy to feel inferior at Mountain View. I had a four, I graduated with a 4.6 GPA and I was 28th in our graduating class, which is crazy. And our graduating class was like what? 800 people. Yeah. I don't know. But like so many of like our classmates went to like Ivy league Uh schools and just had their pick of like, yeah, like, yeah, to to be as like kind of good of good of students as we were, uh-huh. and not be like one of uh, the good yeah. students at school, like that's really saying something. Yep. But like the fact that you weren't like uh, advertising this t- t- for like you know to find a place, yeah. like that, I think that speaks to like something cool about you. Well, part of it was just like 
I don't like having the attention be on me. So sure. thank you for making me do this podcast. <laughs> uh, Listen, corals are too interesting. <laughs> and like, and I'm fascinated by it. And who, and I, who like one of my best friends grows corals. Like why, why, why will I find someone else who does this? So like that, that was a big part of it is like, I don't like being the center of attention. Like if you're like coming to talk to me about it, yes, I'll have conversations, but like, it's not something that I ever like, Hey, I grow coral. Like it's never something that I would like put out there. Were you ever like, did you feel uncomfortable like that year? Like, or were you just kind of like, didn't care? Super duper uncomfortable. And so like there was the insecurities like moving there my senior year. Yeah. There was like, hey, I'm gay and I haven't really processed that. So there was that aspect of it. Um, I was also like stopped going to church at that point too. Which was also like, that's big. Traumatic. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. (laughs) Uh, And so like there was a lot. And so I was very much like finding myself at that point. Um, But yeah, so... I can't, I can't say that was the most comfortable year of my life. Yeah. But you were so, you seemed really Zen about it. Um, I, you know, I like to talk about like vulnerability kinds of things. Like, is there anything you want to like talk about with like, I mean, you know, the podcast is called artifice. You're not really like, you're not a professional artist, which is obviously fine. Um, so I want to ask you like things that are like specific to you. Um, but I am curious, like I, I guess I'm curious about like identity, you know, like, um, how we decide like who we are, what we do, why we're doing the things that we're doing. Um, I don't know, like, do you have any, like, are there any other things that you feel like were important during your, like your development at that time to like, I don't know. Yeah. That you want to talk about? Um, I definitely realized more of an introvert, how much more of an introvert I was at that point and how much, I guess this kind of goes with what you're saying, like how much I didn't really care about having a big group of friends, but I cared about having like close friends. Um, I, I That was probably around the time where I, I just didn't, I just kind of stopped caring about wanting to be a cool kid or like be popular or anything like that. Um, so there's, there's that. And I can't really think of anything more during that, that specific time frame. Like it was, it was, there was a lot going on um, just inner, turmoil with again coming yeah. the fact that I'm gay and leaving the church and um very much being put out of my comfort zone um part of that was moving from small town in Idaho right. to a very very large high school yeah. the high school was gosh I think three or four times larger than my high school oh. in Idaho and there was one less class uh so because freshmen weren't at Mountain View and in, in my high school in Idaho, it was, it was, uh, all four grades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you seem to handle it really well. well. Thank you. It it always (laughs) just seemed like you were like very like impervious to like all of the like emotional trauma of high school. Um, at that time, did you still want to be a marine biologist? Very much so. And so up until two years into college, um, it was, that was my goal. Uh, my goal was, I was, I was taking, you know, a lot of chemistry classes, a lot of biology classes. Um, yeah, so that, that was definitely what what the plan was at that point. How did you end up in business? Fell into it. So Mm -hmm. the whole coming out later, uh, depression's not really the right word. I just kind of like stopped dealing with life. Yeah. Just like checking out a little bit. And that was during the time that I was living in Texas. So I didn't really know like, yep. And so I I more or less just dropped out of college and, um, 
then a part-time job that I had had ended up turning into a career. And so just kind of fell into it. It, yeah. it was a good fit for me. It's a lot better money than marine biologist. So yeah, yeah. happy with how that Things turned happen out. happen how yep. they happen. Yep. But, um, so when did you start getting back into like doing projects and having like a more kind of like vibrant, yeah. you know, creative life? So, um, part of that was when my husband and I bought our first house, you know, I, I had a safe place that was mine that I could really hours, uh, that I, we could, we could make. Um, uh, but like I, I was able to kind of work on, you know, stuff in the backyard or, yeah. you know, uh, Hey, we should look at this backsplash or, or those types of projects that like homeowners have. But, um, the, the fish tank came into it. He wait really quick. Yeah. How many years was that kind of like what I'll call with other artists, like the dark period, the dark period. So I was 20, I was 21 when I, uh, like officially came out well to myself. Uh, like I, like, Hey, this, I can't keep like not doing this. Um, and then I came out to my parents when I was 24, 25. So it's like a good four, four year four run years. there. What happened to the tank that was at your parents' house? My brother ended up buying it from okay, me as, okay. after I'd moved out. And, and he so, kept yeah, everything yeah. alive. And yeah. Like, he, he kept he it alive for a while. Your tank. Yep. And then at some point he ended up like selling it, like parting it out and making money from it that way. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah. Was that sad? Like, did you feel like, like a loss? No. So kind of goes back to like, just not dealing with stuff. And yeah. so I had very much neglected it for a while. Just, it, it didn't turn into that fun thing that I was able to do. It, it turned into a chore yeah. just cause I was dealing with a lot of other stuff. And so that wasn't so sad. Um, I was really excited to get back into it. Yeah. Uh, cause like, Hey, this is something I'm in a much better emotional state in sure. my life. I, uh, have more money to spend on it cause it's not a cheap hobby. Yeah. Um, so that, was there, but I, I don't, I didn't feel like a loss when I got rid of so it. As a person who isn't identifying as an artist, as a person who's maybe like not even identifying as a creative, like when I, I interview a lot of artists who, who have a dark period, mm -hmm. like they're, 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 they're identifying as an artist in their childhood and they're in call in a high school. And then, you know, they, they have to leave, they have to kind of abandon art in order to, you know, make enough money and then, you know, feel this kind of, uh, did I just unplug something? Nope. They feel this kind of like, uh, like pulling, you know, like, mm -hmm. sorry, hold on. I did. <laughs> I halfway unplugged it. I wish you could all see what's going on here. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> moving the mic around, finding wires. Yeah. I, I just, I always, I always pick up, go up and um, wake up the computer <laughs> so that I can like, I want to keep my eyes on like that waveform. Um, but sometimes I trip cause I'm not <laughs> the most graceful person. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so like, you know, most of the time when I hear a story about someone having a dark period, it's, it's a, more dramatic. It's mm -hmm. very like, I lost a part of myself. Like I had to kind of like, you know, exercise a lot of bravery to get it back. Um, and y y I like these kinds of stories when I'm talking to, you know, um, like artsy artists, mm -hmm. um, because I feel like, you know, yeah, they, they, they're stories of resilience. Um, and I love to ask like, you know, what happened to that part of you? But for you, it's like a little bit different. So like, I'm just kind of thinking out loud, you know, I'm a big advocate for like everybody being creative. I believe that like 
art and creativity are like kind of crucial. They're crucial to our species. And when we lose them, we lose like, um, we lose empathy. You know, Mm -hmm. we lose like, we, we lose the, the kind of creative thinking that we need in order to like take care of each other. Um, like I almost feel like the arts are like, or creativity is like a, like a conduit to these much more important things of like just taking care of like each other as Mm -hmm. humans. So for someone who like maybe isn't having this kind of like ache about like art, like how did you, what happened to like those other things, like those other kind of accompanying things. So part of that just kind of goes to like my coming out story of like feeling more like myself, feeling Mm -hmm. like I could be more open, feeling like I could like share this part of myself with my family and friends and, and things like that. And so I think that is where I was getting that, that sense of, um, just like, like feeling, filling that, that hole yeah, that like was what there. Even yeah. Is it like, I feel like how I'm yeah. not like, I'm thinking about this in real time. Cause like when I'm talking to artists, I feel like we can be like, uh, you know what, yeah. you know, yeah. but like, you know, but you're not like, you know, I just think it's interesting. It's like a perfect thing. Cause I believe that these things apply to everybody. But when I'm only talking to like, like art mm-hmm. people, it's like a skewed, the data is very skewed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious if you have like, you, you must have insight about like the way that like these things are related to like being a healthy person, even outside of like the arts. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of people will get sucked into whatever they're interested in at the time or whether that's kids, whether that's work, whether that's all sorts of things. And so people need outlets outside of those things to be like complete people. Right. Mm. And so art is obviously a very common thing that people do for that. Projects are one thing for me. It was, it was just like really just like learning who I was. Um, Mm. and you know, focusing on like getting myself where I felt better about myself and getting where I, I knew who I was and and where I existed in the space. And, And so I don't know if it's quite a direct answer, but like, that's the closest thing that I can put my finger on it. Like when you weren't feeling like a, like an emotionally healthy person, you didn't have the bandwidth to do those other things. For sure. Okay. For sure. Um, my coping mechanism, which isn't great is just like not dealing with stuff mm-hmm. like ostrich with a head in the sand. Like, sure. okay, this doesn't exist. I'm just Going not dealing with it. Yeah. Yep. And so I'd had like an absolute very dark period where I just wasn't doing anything. Like it was, uh, yeah. it wasn't great. Um, do you feel like it has to go in that order of like, you're doing better than you can like do your things that make you a vibrant person? Or do you also feel like it, like, is it the other way too? Where like, if you're doing things that make you a vibrant person, then you're like, like, does it, is it, I is it a porous goes, relationship? I think it absolutely goes both ways. Yeah. So like when I am stressed, like when I am having a difficult time, the first thing that I want to go to is like some task that just kind of keeps me busy. And so uh, something that oddly enough, like really soothes me is like cleaning or organizing. Yeah. And so I, I just feel like I'm getting my shit together. Like, Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm making an improvement. And part of that really goes to my tank. Cause there, there's a lot of, 
lot of maintenance and stuff on it. And so like, Hey, I'm just, I'm having a shitty day. Like Jared, my husband, like, don't talk to me. This is, this is my day where I'm just like tinkering around and like, I, yeah. I'm trying to recenter myself. I'm I trying to days like that. too. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to just get my shit together. Um, how long did you know Jared before you like talked about like the tank stuff with him? Like, I think I'm wondering like, yeah, yeah when that becomes, cause you didn't have a tank at that time. Like when does it become something yeah. like, Hey, FYI, this is important to me. So we, um, we had, we'd been living together and probably for about a year. Wow. Uh, and then so the answer is a long time. Well, I, I talked about it like, Hey, that's something I did, but not like, Hey, this is something I want to do again. No, that's what yeah. I'm wondering though. Yeah. Like, like I'm wondering like, yeah, without having a tank, like how, how quickly is it a thing that you're talking about? Yeah. That's the question I'm asking. So, um, not talking about making one, but like how quickly is it like a thing that you, as you're introducing yourself to a new person, like that you care about, like, I'm just curious. Yeah. It has to have been on like one of our first couple dates where I yeah. talked about like, Hey, this is what I went to school for. This is what I'm interested in. So it's definitely was part of my identity important enough to like, like, Hey, like, what are you interested in? Well, this is what I'm interested yeah. in. So that was definitely part of it. How have you found that people who don't like already know you, like how, how have you found that people like respond to this being like a thing that you are interested in? Um, I think kind of going back to like you talking about like, uh, going over to that friend's house that has that cool thing. Yeah. Most people seem pretty interested in it. Yeah. Uh, at least on the surface level. And uh, how do you feel about it? Like, do you get feeling like, you don't get like how cool this is or yeah. do you like, how do you feel about it? I will say it is annoying. Like when people come over and see clownfish, like, Oh, it's a Nemo. It's like, yeah. God damn it. Mm. Like <laughs> the coral is the thing here. You guys, well, not even just that, but like it's a clownfish. Don't call right, it Nemo. Right, like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's that part of it. Um, yeah. How does it feel? Does it feel like, does it make you kind of like annoyed or are you like, do you just, do you feel like you have like this, cool secret like i understand like how actually interesting this is like a how does it, little how does bit it of both and all like the nerdy side comes out and so like i really like showing off my fish tank yeah. and so I, I really like when people come over and ask questions about it like i'm opening up the top and showing the lights and then i'm cool. i'm showing the, the pumps and the filters cool. underneath and talking about the different corals and and why they're they're so cool to me some people are interested some people i'm sure i'm just that like, okay, thanks Jeff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so when you and Jared starting getting closer and like, you're, you're, you know, getting ready to move in together, presumably like you're feeling more like whole as a person, uh -huh. like, like that's getting, that's getting like waking up and feeling better. Like how quickly after that were you like, let's do projects. Like yeah. we need projects. Were, were those kind of like right at the same time or was it like, Hey, I'm safe. I feel a little bit more trust. Hey, projects feel like, yeah, I, I want to do them again. So, um, we'd been in an apartment for a little over a year, um, living together. And we actually ended up getting a really small fish tank at that point. It, it wasn't great. We didn't have the money to really make it a, a fun thing. And so like, it was more frustrating than anything. Cause I wasn't able to do what, what I wanted sure. for it. And so there was that little project, but the apartment was more I wasn't out at the time to my family, so yeah. there was still some turmoil. Oh, kind but, of covert. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Jared was the roommate for a while, mm. which he wasn't the, the happiest about, Not which thrilled. understandably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like when I came out and like when we bought our first house together, um, that was really where, hey, I'm out. 
we've got our, our safe place where we can do what we want, making a little bit more money at that point. And so like, that's really when the project started where we were like accomplishing things like making garden beds in the right. backyard. I know the, you the guys did coop. so much. Like I remember like, cause it's another thing that I just like, it's so precious to me, but like that whole time that I was living in Texas, like we talked on the phone a lot. We did, yeah. Like we, we just like with no schedule, yeah. like we just talked on the phone a lot. And that was even like, you know, it was like we, texting wasn't what it is now. Yeah, like, I mean, people had text messages, yeah. but we talked on the phone a lot. And also like, I just have to say like every time I would come home, we had like a little ritual and we would go on like a little date to uh -huh. Texas roadhouse. And it just, I don't know. It was just like so cute. Like yeah. what a cute, what a cute little friendship. <laughs> and like to, you know, to work, to like maintain that. It's just like, it's so precious. Um, that was a, I went on a tangent, but, uh, so, so when you guys bought your house and you started like feeling that kind of like, you know, project motivation, mm -hmm. did you feel like you had missed it? Yeah, definitely. Um, like having your own space just to do what you want, like that, that's important, right? Like it, it's yeah. being able to ha have your own things and, and whether that's like, and I use space kind of like nebulously here, like that right. can be an emotional space that can be a physical space that can be a person. Yeah. Um, but like being able to do that, I, I definitely missed it. And I forgot like how busy I can be. And so like, I like having things to do and right. not having those projects. I get antsy and like, I, I, kind of sad, I maybe. don't like sitting and yeah. watching TV for hours on end. I, I don't like, um, just like existing there. And so, Projects are so fun. I hadn't really thought about it, but absolutely, that was that was something that just kind of reawakened when when we bought our house and you know life was a little better at that point. And so I can imagine, like when you're going forward, like from you know dropping out of college, like I can imagine, like kind of the the stopping of projects being like you're not thinking about it that much. It's just like you're everything's pared down yeah. to like just surviving. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering if in like retrospect, like when you start feeling better and then kind of feeling like, well, I haven't had a project in a while. I'm wondering if there's like a retrospective, like realization or like any kind of grief. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just curious about that. Yeah. It's not something I've ever really thought about, but like looking back on it, it, it definitely is like feeling just happier, like feeling like I was accomplishing things. Um, it feels so good. Yeah, it really Kath. does. And it's something like, I, I really like to be careful about like drawing a distinction between like the arts and creativity or even just being artful, like having an artful life. Um, and that can be just like having a project. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it feels like it feels really important. Yeah. And it, it's, it's sad to imagine like not, I don't know, not having it. Do you feel like, and this is, you know, again, like it's a ridiculous question, but I'm asking it anyway. <laughs> do you, do you have a gut instinct that like whatever that is, like the thing that makes you want to make things or like start a thing, you know, this kind of motivation, do you feel like that thing is like related at all to like, um, what kind of a, like kind of a person you're able to be? Like, do those things feel related? For me, absolutely. So, and it drives Jared crazy because I, I'm very much a, a doer, a tinkerer. I, I need to have stuff that's going on or I just get antsy. And so like, we'll be sitting watching TV and then like, I'll just get up and you know, I'm going to go fix the, 
the the doorknob that's been having problems or it, like without like I just I have to get up and do things yeah. and so for me it very much makes me feel more like myself when I'm accomplishing things when I am knocking things off my checklist um or just like not sitting there yeah <laughs> what does it do to like like what effect does it have on like how you can be like relationally like in your marriage, like in, you know, just like in the world, like for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm more myself. I feel like I am, um, more self-worth, more, uh, just sense of accomplishment, all of that. And so that does relate into relationships yeah. where I, I, I'm coming at it from a more authentic place, mm. uh, as opposed to just like existing or just, yeah. just like, uh, again, putting my head in the sand and not dealing with things. And so like when I'm, when I'm doing things, I feel like I can advocate for myself more. I feel yeah. like I can, um, be more genuine in the relationships that I'm having. I I've been realizing kind of lately. I mean, I think this has always been something that's been true, but I haven't really like thought about it, but I've been realizing lately that like when I'm feeling creative, like when I'm feeling inspired, when I'm feeling motivated, I tend to be a lot more like generous. Like I'm a much more yeah. gracious person. Like I have like the world starts feeling colorful. Like people feel like it, it's very, it's very permeable. Like to me, for me, you know, when I'm, when I'm working on a project, I get excited and everything feels interesting and everything feels abundant. And then like that definitely I can really easily apply that to people yeah. too. For me, I feel more anxious and um, I don't know if traps the right word, but just like, like, like tight. I just you, feel totally. like, yeah, I totally know that feeling. Yeah. When I'm not doing that stuff. And so when I'm, when I, I'm interacting with people, I can feel like more short or um, just on, on edge. Yeah. Uh, and so when I'm, when I'm, accomplishing things, it definitely feels different. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious whether that's something that's like every, that, that, that's true. I wonder if that's true for most people, yeah. or I wonder if that's a specific thing where like, if you're the kind of person that like needs creativity, I don't know. It's an unanswerable question, but it feels, it always feels intuitive to me that like creativity is a skill, mm -hmm. you know? And like, if you're, if you're, if you're applying that skill to a fish tank or a garden or a motorcycle or, you know, whatever, if you're applying, if you're applying creativity somewhere in your life, you're exercising that skill and exercising that muscle. And then you have it kind of ready to deal with people, yeah. you know, complications with people like that. That makes sense to me, but I don't know. It's a, it's a quiet <laughs> hypothesis, I suppose. Um, so you guys together started doing house projects. When did you start doing like these kind of bigger projects, like fermenting stuff, like having yeah. chickens, like how did it evolve? That was more of a Jared thing than a me thing. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So Jared wanted to be the homo homesteaders, uh, <laughs> where we just, he, for a while there, he was trying to get us to move, like sell everything and move to Alaska and like, you know, mm. have a little homestead there. I was not down for that. So instead we compromised on having chickens in our backyard and we were raising quail for a while. And I forgot that. Yeah. The quail oh. were kind of horrific. It's, oh. They're mean little birds oh. like cannibalizing each other. Oh, and no. it's, it's not good. Ew. <laughs> little dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you had chickens and then you were grow. were you growing things too? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. gardens, um, things like that. And so those, that was more of Jared's creative outlet, which I, 
definitely participated in, but it wasn't like coming from my, um, like my will to do that. Yeah. It wasn't my idea. What uh, about the kombucha flavors? Was that, was that a you? So that was a little bit both. So okay. Jared was the one that started the kombucha. I definitely took over the kombucha, yeah. uh, where now it kind of is more of a, like a science thing sciencey thing right mm. uh and the creative part wow, of it too like mixing flavors it's and the same yeah. isn't it kombucha yeah. and a fish tank yeah. are the same <laughs> <laughs> like it's a science it's, it's science but then you're like yeah. yeah but what about blueberry but <laughs> so i i mean it, it goes back to my fascination with water or liquid right, right. like you're fermenting things and then you're you're adding something to the liquid and then you're gonna put it in a different bottle what a weirdo and, and yeah <laughs> i love it yeah i love it like i never like i never would have thought about this this way like like you think what you know you say like oh i love water it's like when well, you love you love fish yeah. you know you love like plant but like no you love water <laughs> i can't understand like to please like can you explain like what what because that i hear you yeah like kombucha is water too yeah but like Never in a million years would I would I think those are related. <laughs> yeah, it's I I just other than the fact that I just I've always felt an affinity towards it. I don't know. It's that's so interesting. It's the, it's the vessels. It's the sound. It's the feeling. Um, it's the, like the temperature of it. It's and you were like of aware of that. You were aware of the fact that like the kombucha felt like a water hobby. I don't know if I can like <laughs> conceptualize it that that oh distinctly, gosh, but so like looking at it now, like absolutely, it's the same. Yeah, that's uh, crazy though, and like it is alive, yeah. right? Like, and and a and a scoby is also like a like a like a like a non organism yeah. similar to live rock, to, if you will. Exactly, it's the like it's similar to coral in that way. It's like it it's not like sentient or like it doesn't move mm -hmm. but it's like alive <laughs> that's so funny yeah it is biology yep. like you you're you like my you like you like microbiology i do i cool. do cool so yeah but the like get, getting creative with like the flavors and stuff was that were you into that it was definitely both of us at the start and still to it now but like i i've mostly taken over the kombucha making uh and we do it every at least every month cool uh where we're you know coming up with different flavors and part of that is like what fruit is in season or um you know what flavor profiles are we wanting to do or like adding chia seeds to it or all, all sorts of stuff cool yeah and what's your favorite What's your favorite thing you've My done? My favorite one we made was a blueberry lime mint. So it was like a blueberry mm. mojito type, type of vibe. Delicious. It was really good. It sounds it really delicious. Good. Any other non-marine, non-tank projects that you like feel are that you want to talk about or share? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the house stuff that's, that's important to me. I very much value being organized. And so like those can kind of be projects like couple of weeks ago i pulled everything out of the pantry bought a shit ton of containers on amazon some labels so yeah. th those are kind of ongoing projects do uh, those feel do they light up the same thing they light up um the feeling of accomplishment they light yeah. up like like <laughs> i finished organizing the pantry and then like 
at least 10 times that day, I, I found myself just like going back into the pantry oh, and like looking at it. Like, I'm so <laughs> like that too. That's so funny. That's really embarrassing, but so cute. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm totally, yeah. I'm totally like that also. So I, I will always have something like that where I'm like redoing pantry, the, the garage, um, you know, uh, the cabinets, like all yeah. of that stuff. Do you feel differently between like the projects that are functional and the projects that are not functional? Like the tank is not functional. Yeah. It doesn't like do, it's not productive. Yeah. Um, in this like, again, kind of like capitalistic way or like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not a, it's not a home improvement yeah. or like a I do. sustainability practice. I feel different. The, the, the tank is more for enjoyment and the functionality ones are more for accomplishment. Is the kombucha like halfway in between? I would, I would probably say halfway in between. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I, I enjoy like the flavors. Um, but it is also like just like going through the process thing is yeah. there's something. To me, about I that. always feel like my like artsiest art projects and things like reorganizing the pantry, they feel identical to me. Yeah. They feel exactly the same functional, non-functional, it, it feels the same, yeah. which I think is maybe why I have this hypothesis that like creativity is like, it's some, it's just something else. Like it, it, it means something different, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just cause like it feels that way to me. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Talk to me about like the, the building the new tank. So it was a, um, Jared didn't want the fish tank because uh, it, it takes up a lot of space it yeah. is very expensive uh, and honestly takes up a lot of my time and so like those typically aren't great things in relationships yeah. uh there's something to be said for your partner like doing what they want to do and being happy so there, there's that so it's not like he was not supportive but like it wasn't like something he was excited about yeah uh but he wanted to move i did not want to move and so finally I was like okay if we're moving like i'm getting a 120 gallon fish tank yeah like, okay <laughs> just because i'm worried i'll forget wow 120 gallons yeah. that's huge once he kind of ha- has seen how cool it is like does he feel differently about it now he likes to pretend like he doesn't love it but okay. he loves it, he does it. He yeah loves that's it. what i thought yeah. like he just he didn't see the vision Some, he didn't have the whole vision yeah sometimes like he'll like we should buy more coral i'm like you're right we should yeah i love that <laughs> andrew and i have things like that too like between the two of us i'm like a little more visionary uh-huh. and and sometimes he we've got he's gotten better like he'll trust me a little more now if i'm like i can see it i know what it's gonna be like and i i know you're gonna like yeah. it like I know this is going to be something like, and he'll be like kind of begrudgingly get into the thing and then be like, I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> so like I can, I can relate to that, but it is the kind of thing where it's like, once you see it, yeah. like once you, once I you really, you it's cool. once you get yeah. what I'm imagining, then you'll be into it too. So uh, that was a pause. Yeah. So you're getting 120 gallon fish tank yep. and then, and then now he's showing up to the frag swaps <laughs> with me and now he's like, so tell me how you did it though. Like, give me all the details. Yeah. So there's a lot of planning. So you have to first think of what all you need. And so there's lights, there's heaters, there's pumps, there's filtration. Um, so those are like the things that you need. And then you start getting into the things that you want. And so that is like computer systems. So like I can log into my phone right now wow. and turn pumps off or turn the wow. lights off. Um, cool. So those kind of came a little bit later. Uh, but there's first planning out everything that we need. And then um, 
starting to piece it all together. So there's like the tank stand, there's the plumbing, uh, there, there's just like getting it working. Um, and then at this point we didn't buy the live rock from Florida. We ended up like virtually making your own rock, which has some benefits to it. So you get just dry rock and then you put it in the, the tank with water and then the heater and then you just add bacteria to it. And so then it turns into its own thing. And so the nice thing about that is you're not getting any of the, like the nasty pests from the right. ocean. Right. Um, Cause there's definitely stuff there that you don't want in your tank. Um, fascinating. And so I, I did all that and that, that takes couple months two three months for the bacteria to get to where you need uh, and then you start slowly adding fish and slowly adding coral love. for sure love it yeah it, it takes about two years for your tank to be at what called a mature tank where it can uh, handle most things that's crazy yeah what did it feel like it was great and so like it was just really fun getting back into it and the internet's definitely different, uh, from where it was before. I've got a lot more money and, yeah. uh, just ability to like, rather than, Hey dad, can you drive me to the, the, yeah. the fish store? It's like, Hey, I can not only drive myself to the fish store, but now I can order stuff offline and, yeah. and things like that without having to, uh, you know, get permission or like have other assistance from it. So yeah, it felt really, really good getting back involved to it. And then then you get the accomplishment when stuff starts growing and mm. when you can start again, like fragging it and trading it or selling it, then you, yeah. then you get that aspect of it too. Um, does it feel like a, like a wholeness to you? Like, does it feel like something that like you kind of need? It definitely feels like it's filling some of those holes yeah. that like you have for yourself. And so again, I'm a tinkerer. It is a perfect hobby for a tinker because there's yeah. always something you can be doing. So you can be fragging corals to get ready to trade. You can be cleaning the filtration. You can be doing a water change. You can be testing the water chemistry. Um, you can, you know, be researching online for what your next coral that you want to get. There's, there's always something to be doing. And so for me, it, it, it gives me that like, Hey, I've got something to do that I'm interested in. And does that like kind of project that you're doing at home, does it affect like the person you are like at work? Or like in your life, like yeah. Is do you find a relationship there? It's okay if you don't. I don't know if I do. Um, I do. When I'm stressed, I need projects, and if I don't have projects or outlets for that, then I feel like it affects like relationships and work. I don't know if that has to be the the fish tank, but it is a good outlet for it. Yeah. I'm definitely like fishing to yeah. see like, you know, like I just, yeah. I don't know. I love the idea that like it, I want to know what it means. You know, it doesn't mean it has to mean mm -hmm. like other things, but, um, like, do you feel like, do you feel like, uh, there's anything about the tank that makes you like, like, is it related to like your, um, how you see like the, the planet, like, do it, like in, do you, does it give you like a, what am I trying to ask? Like, I think I'm wondering if like it, it gives you like an awareness or like a gratitude of like ecosystems, like things. Being Absolutely. Fragile. Yeah. Like, and so like the great barrier reef is not doing great right now. And so mm -hmm. that that's definitely on my bucket list. Hopefully we'll be there this fall. Cool. Um, and so it, it does like kind of get me a little angry sometimes about like, Hey, this is such a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And like, 
humans as a whole are just kind of assholes to the planet. Yeah. Like we should stop doing that. And so we talked about a little bit of this earlier, like, Hey, what can I do to make a change? And also like, if I'm stressing about making too much change for myself, when I'm really not going to be able to make that much of a difference, it's a drop in the bucket. So there there's that. I definitely feel that about it. Um, do you ever feel like you're extrapolating like analogies to like, like, okay. I'm so fascinated by like the way that you, uh, the way that you tend to this ecosystem, like you understand the balance, you understand how one little thing can like throw a thing off. Like that's something that you understand better than probably the vast majority of people. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a, that's a specialization. It's almost like a little secret that like, you know, about the world. I I'm wondering if you like, if, if you, if you, extrapolate this pattern onto other things like does it does it feel like that appreciation for like this careful balance is that something that like permeates like into other I don't know if I'm that aware Mm. to to get that there I know I would be like I know I would be thinking about that stuff (laughs) like what I've learned from my tank you know and then like like I mean especially as like a manager Uh like I mean I can see that because I know I feel this way. Like, you know, I also manage a lot of other people and I think about people as a creative medium as well. Like thinking about like, you know, the way that the you can see it happening, like For the sure. way that like a ripple effect will happen if like, you know, someone comes into work in a bad mood. Like, I, I don't know. I feel yeah. like I would always be like thinking about that, but maybe that's just, that's my brain. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, your brain thing. I'm sure there's other people that have that, but that's not me. <laughs> you don't think, you don't think uh, creatively about like that aspect of your work. No. Okay. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I have to ask. Cause what if you had like a whole thing? Yeah. You know, I would want to hear it. Um, okay. So can you talk a little bit more specifically about like the corals and the fish? Like what are your favorite things? Like, what do you lo- like? What would you want people to know? Yeah. So uh, first off, corals are animals, not plants. So people need to stop saying that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just one of those pet peeves for me. Uh, I don't necessarily know that people need to know that, but it's just always uh, first question. Everyone has, is everything alive in there? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I love the colors. Um, it's so just, mind blowing to me that like these colors exist in nature. Yeah. Uh, like somehow evolution decided like, Hey, we, we need some hot pink in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like we need some neon green. We need a lot of it. And yeah. so like, that's such a cool thing to me. Um, I, I love how there's so many ways to like be interested in this particular hobby. And so like you get people that are interested in the equipment or you get people that are interested in the water chemistry or the animal husbandry or, uh, even just like the project part of it too. Yeah. Like, cause they're project junkies, right? Like they, I would say you are um, somewhat of a yeah, project junkie, for sure. uh, where the project is, is part of it. Like the end, the end thing is definitely important, but, a lot of the important part is like doing planning, it and planning it. Yeah. 100%, and, yep. Yeah. And so there's, there's people like that and they'll, they'll end up with like 10 fish tanks. Wow. They'll, they'll get one and then you can start like moving into different ways. Cause there's certain corals that don't get along with others. There's, um, certain tanks that need to be at a lower temperature than mm-hmm. other tanks. Like seahorses are super freaking cool. And you can't have that in like a regular reef tank. You can, but it's not optimal or like an octopus. I would love an octopus, but I couldn't put it in my fish tank because it would eat everything else. So 
there's people that plan out all these projects and move on to the next one. Um, so I love that there's different outlets there for different, what, like what's important to you, what you get out of it. Are there, sorry, go ahead. No, that was, are there some people in like the, the, the tank world who are thinking of it like sculpture? Absolutely. Do you, yep. Will you tell me about yeah. those people? And so honestly, <laughs> I'm curious. I, I've definitely felt that with this, yeah. this most recent tank is, uh, again, back to the aquascaping, like you can just throw a bunch of rocks in the tank and like, Hey, it's, you know, it's there. I actually, with this last one, I, I got the dry rock and I got a shit ton of super glue. I got some like cement and like some rods cause the, the structure that I wanted to make wouldn't fit together with what I would need to do. So I was like drilling holes and putting the rods in. So it had support and then gluing it together and I, I very much had a, this idea in my head of like how I wanted it to look. I wanted it to be mm. like this overarching arch with, you know, arms that were coming off of it. Cool. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of people that like really, really get into the aquascaping part of it. Cool. I love yeah. that. And it's amazing. And then you have to also start thinking about the coral and the growth patterns of the coral. Right. Cause some of them are going to be encrusting where it just like basically just, spreads out over whatever surface it's on. There's some that like branch out. There's some that like have caps, um, where it's kind of like a ledge that's going on and you get a spiral pattern. So cool. you have to be very strategic with what you're putting where to achieve the shape that you're wanting that's to. So cool. And then you also have to like think about colors too. Cause you don't want, I don't want a bunch of green corals next to a bunch of green corals. I want them next to a color that'll make them pop. And so mm -hmm. you'd start thinking about like complementary colors and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what makes sense to put it where. I love the, the idea yeah. that it's like a collaboration with, it's like a collaboration with the coral. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. What were you in the middle of a sentence? Mm -mm. Um, do you have like a, do you, do you think about like, do you think of it like a, do you give yourself challenges? Like this coral will be like really tricky, but I'm ready for it. Absolutely. Like so, um, there's, there's different and it's not scientific, but in the coral community, there's different like types of corals. So there's soft corals that don't have any of the, the calcium, uh, skeleton. Okay. Uh, there are, uh, large polyp stony corals where they have a base skeleton, but like a big fleshy part. And then there are um, small polyp stony corals where it is that branching coral with a bunch of like little fleshy parts. Okay. Uh, and so the SPS are much more difficult to keep. They need a more mature uh, tank. They need more stable water parameters. Oh. Like uh, if your temperature fluctuates too much, you can wipe out the whole tank. Or oh. if you have too much alkalinity in there, that's another one that can really wipe out your tank or too little alkalinity. Yeah. And, um, so once you've kind of like got your shit together, you're like, okay, I'm ready for this more difficult to keep coral. Yeah. Um, and so cool. that's definitely, there's a progression there for I sure. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What about fish? Fish are, I don't want to say an afterthought. They're, they're, they're not as important to me as, uh, the corals, but there's clearly yeah yeah there's there's a lot of really cool fish yeah. and so like uh what is fascinating to me is the fish that have that symbiotic relationship yeah. with another thing so there's pistol shrimp so they're they're little shrimp they've got a little claw that can shoot water really fast it makes a clicking sound so is that called... the one that does like it can it's like 
as hot as the sun? Mantis shrimp is what you're thinking. They're oh. similar, but okay. yes. And yeah. so uh, man- mantis shrimp can do that. Um, and yeah, so the, the, these shrimp are basically blind and they will like burrow under the sand, under the rocks, make these little tunnels. And these gobies, these, uh, these fish, um, will pair up with the shrimp. And so wow. it's basically like they're seeing eye fish. Wow. And so it'll guard the, the, the hole, the entrance to its little tunnel. And like, if it freaks out, the shrimp knows like, Hey, got to go, but further into the, into the tunnel because it's not safe out here. It's like those types of things what are does the so fish cool get out of me. it. He gets a free home. <gasps> yeah. Like he'll, he'll also go into the tunnel when, when he freaks out. Wow, yeah. That's so funny. And then like clownfish with anemones, um, it's protection for them. Like they are, anemones can sting and like eat fish. They don't eat the, uh, the clowns. And so they will like literally like bring food to the anemone and like feed it. And the anemone provides a home for it where it's wow. a little bit more safe. Um, so that's always really cool to me. And you, then like there's shrimp that will like, eat parasites off of fish to help them. So like, those are the things that are cool for me about like the actual fish and the, yeah. the invertebrates rather than the corals. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. And I, then there's just pretty fish too. I love that you love the corals yeah. more. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> I love that the coral is like the thing. Yeah. It's really cool. And the, I love that the fish are the after yeah. that. It's, yeah. it's awesome. There are some just <laughs> really pretty fish and some fish that have like cool swimming patterns or like you can almost get like personalities out of them too. Cool. So like there, that's fun, but it, it I definitely, the corals is what, what's more that's exciting so to cool. me. That's so cool. I love it. Um, do you have any other thoughts like just while we're here about like, you know, creativity, like, you know, I don't know what you see in people, like more than anything. I love people. Yeah. Like, do you, any, anything you like want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, as far as like creativity goes, I think it's a very interesting thing. It's something I've loved about artifice, uh, of thinking about non-traditional artsy things as artsy things. Yeah. And like outlets for, you know, I, I don't know why it's so odd to me, but like gardening, it's not something I ever thought of like an art form, but it hundred percent is. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's a bunch of different things. Like even, even, um, the culinary arts, like it literally arts is in it, but it's not the first thing you think of when you think of art, Yeah. but it is not only is there the visual aspect of it, but then there's also just like the flavor aspect of it and what you can create with that. And so I, I do find it fascinating, um, how different people can be creative. And I I guess I'll thank you for making me feel myself a little bit more of a creative person. Uh, cause it's definitely not my natural, like self identifying thing about myself, but I can see it. Um, So it's, it's, yeah, super fascinating to me. Yeah. As a person who like doesn't identify as a creative or doesn't identify as an artist, do you have any like last kind of like thoughts or advice for, for like other people who like, like don't think of themselves that way? I I don't know about advice, but like, I just, I am, I'm a huge proponent of like doing what makes you happy. As long as you're not fucking up with anyone else in the world and it makes you happy by all means do that. And so for a lot of people, um, I honestly love it about what the internet's provided is like, you can find your people, you can find your weird, your other weirdos that are doing the same weird thing that you're doing. Just like celebrate it and like own it. Like, yeah, yeah, I really like this. Like it's not, it's not a traditional thing. And you know, some people might think that I'm 
you know, not cool for doing it, but like, no one thinks yeah. you're not cool for growing coral. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're cool. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's cool. I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's like the, the nerdy fantasy side of me. Like that's not like a traditionally cool thing yeah. and I love it. Uh, and so I, um, you know, just, yeah, do, do what makes you happy. And, you know, I think part of it doesn't have to be for show for other people. It's for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, also like the last thing I kind of wanted to ask you about is like creative thinking, like, you know, like I've already said several times, I, I think that when we work on creative projects and you know, that can be, there's plenty of like wiggle room mm -hmm. in those terms, but when we're doing creative projects, I just, I, it must, I mean, it, it must, I know it's changing the structure of your brain. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it feels like it must be creating neural pathways that like manifest somehow, like, I don't know, in the way that we're able to like problem solve the way that we're able to like interpret things. I don't know. Do you have, do you have any thoughts about like what, like doing a creative thing, even if you don't kind of like feel like a creative person, do you, are you aware at all of like what that does like to your mind? For me, when I, when I come up with something that like, man, that was clever or like, um, I, I accomplished something from that when, when you're thinking like outside of your normal, right. When you're, when mm -hmm. you're putting yourself on making yourself uncomfortable or, um, just out of, out of your, your routine, there's definitely a sense of self-worth there is like, Hey, I'm capable of doing things that I didn't think I was capable of doing, or I'm capable of creating something that I normally wouldn't have thought about doing. So there, there's for, there's definitely like a self of accomplishment there, a yeah. sense of self accomplishment for sure. Do you think creatively about people and like being a person? Do you think creatively about like the kind of person you want to be and like how you like to relate to other people? I don't, I've never like really thought about it creatively, but I'm always thinking about like, Hey, I want to be a better person. I want to, you know, socially or, you know, in, in the world, like, Hey, I, I should probably use less plastic or I, I should probably like, so I, I'm constantly thinking about that. I don't think about my interactions with others that frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, just cause for the most part, I don't like interacting with other people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a whole yeah. lot. Uh, I've, I've got my core group, but I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't put myself out there to make new friends. Got a couple extrovert friends, Bobby, I'm thinking of you, uh, <laughs> that just like, she's always out there. She's always yeah. like doing it. And it almost makes me cringe because it's so uncomfortable for me. Um, but like, I, I, I do like seeing it. I do like, yeah. uh, seeing other people interact with it. But yeah, I don't, I don't think about it a whole lot as far as like what I'm trying to accomplish with that. Yeah. I think so much about like, well, I think we all like our, our base tendency is to assume that other people kind of think like we think, uh -huh. obviously that's not true. Mm -hmm. And I, and you know, because another person's mind is unknowable, I always feel like it's just, it's inherently a creative endeavor to like wonder about it to try to empathize like i mean empathy is like the highest form of creativity maybe yeah. <laughs> like i don't know i just i can see that i think it's so fascinating well and like you you must be cultivating like something that's really similar to empathy if not empathy just you know clearly in uh in 
with the corals. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if that isn't empathy, like thinking like, what do you need? How yeah. can I pay attention to you? Like it's something related yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And like, uh, you know, thinking about other people that, that is something, you know, I, I do try and I do actually think a lot about is like, what can I do to be more empathetic to that person? What can I do to understand their, their situation better? Um, and I've never like really drawn that correlation to what I'm, what I'm doing. Get with it? The fish a tank. correlation? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I've never really thought about that, but it, it very much is. And, you know, we've been talking about a little bit this, this last day with our, with our dogs, our needy ass dogs that are <laughs> just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> uh, like a mess of emotions. And like, I, I want to be, uh, I want to be there and, and like help, help the dog figure out what it is. And that that's definitely empathy. It's yeah. definitely, you know, trying to figure that out. I love it. Yeah. I just like see the world. It's, it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful dichotomy. Like the, the world is like horrifying and yeah. dirty and, uh, we've made so much of it like, so like ugly mm-hmm. too. But then there are these like, I don't know, like coral is such an inspiration, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I have to imagine that like it's fantasy, but it's real, you yeah. know, like I just have to imagine that that like it gives, it does something to someone's worldview. Yeah. Like h- how could it not? Okay. Jeff, thanks You're for welcome. talking with me, even though you really didn't <laughs> want to, but I just like, I had to know more about the coral. I had to know more. And I feel like it's just like, I mean, what's a cooler yeah. medium than coral? Like, yeah. really, I can't think of one. Um, okay, well, I always ask the same two questions at the end. Instead of asking you, well, if you want, you can say what a dream collaboration would yeah. be. Um, but, I mean, maybe your dream collaboration is just ha- working with an octopus because yeah. <laughs> we know that would be a collaboration. Yeah. But maybe just what's your dream project or, like, what's something that's kind of something you so dream about? We'll, we'll go back to the the kiln and the, the pottery thing. Like, that... I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. That is cool. definitely something that I, I really want to do at some point. That's awesome. I don't know why. I've literally never, never touched it. Like it, with all of my art classes or things like that, that's never mm-hmm. something that we did. Um, but I will just find myself on Instagram scrolling and then looking at the reels. And like two hours later, I just watched, you know, <laughs> two hours of yeah. pottery making. That's cool. Uh, so that, that's definitely the biggest project on, on my You're mind. Feeling a yeah. pull. I'm feeling well, a pull and I love it. that you feel like, I mean, it maybe doesn't feel like a big deal to you, but I think, I think a lot of people wouldn't feel like permission to mm-hmm. follow that or they'd feel like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't do, I can't do that kind yeah. of thing. So I love that. It's something that's like, you know, you feel totally comfortable, like claiming it as like a new thing, yeah. which is, that's awesome. Um, and normally I ask people to tell me where we can find their work, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I know you're really private. So maybe instead uh, you can send me some of your favorite pictures of go. your corals. Maybe you can like I can do that. say what they are and yeah. then I'll, I'll post it for yeah. you. There you go. <laughs> I'll do a blog post on your behalf <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to tell anybody your like handle or where they can see like your uh, corals. Yeah. Uh, I've, I can give you the link to the, the nerdy fish forum that kind of has, they're called build threads. And so it's a chronological order of like, Hey, this is where I set up the tank. This is where I bought my first fish and, and it'll, it can kind of give you a play by play. So I can absolutely, uh, of your tank. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, Give me that link and then I'll put it in the show notes. And, and yeah, that that's great. That's perfect. (laughs) Jeff, thank you so much. And I love you. It's so, it's such a joy to have you in my life. Yeah. I absolutely feel the same. (laughs) Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.